guys, welcome back to another episode of The Coop. It is currently Thursday the 21st of September and this is the first time I've done a podcast like that's close to it being released in a really long time. All the podcasts over summer have all been pre-recorded. Also, let's ignore, I don't know if, um, if my voice sounds different to you guys, but to me it feels very different. I don't know what's going on with it. We're just gonna live, laugh, love it off. Um, today's episode, I'm just gonna tell you what I've kind of been up to because I haven't really done a life update podcast in a while but this is kind of life update part one it's kind of giving you the reality of my gap year so far because everything I had lined up for my gap year has not happened I'm not gonna lie to you guys it hasn't happened and I don't know if that's because it's never gonna happen or if that's because it's still in motion you know so I'm not gonna say what all these things are because if they happen then I'll give you a life update part two and then we'll actually get into my gap year and what I'm doing but I don't want to vocalize what could happen when it might not because that's so sad for me if all these exciting things that I tell you don't actually happen so anyway today we're going to get into the reality of my gap year um firstly just to fill you in on where I've been I've been to Turkey for two weeks with my family and the family we always go on holiday with it was really really lovely uh we went to Kalkan and the sights were stunning. It was so nice and warm. It was so pretty there. Everything was nice and cheap, which is always a plus. Um, and we've never been to Turkey before. We normally always go to France. So it was so nice to actually just go somewhere different and have a change of scenery. Um, so that's been great. But today it's a lovely rainy day. It's a lovely rainy day and I love the rain and I've missed the rain. And this autumnal weather is kind of giving me an excuse, right? Because the seasons are changing so is my music, you know, summer playlist is gone, autumn playlist is in, and that is really exciting, because guys, do you know what this means, this means Calero, this means Phoebe Bridges, this means Gracie Abrams and Lizzie McAlpine, and kind of my rainy, slow, sad song playlist, but not like a sad, sad playlist, just a very zen playlist, and I've missed that, um, But today I took a nice long rainy walk, which was just so revitalizing. I've been having a really boring gap year, which we'll get onto in a minute. But um, I was really bored. I just was in a really bummy mood, to be honest. And then I just got outside. I got outside and the sun was shining and then eventually it turned to rain. But I'm not complaining. I had like a nice hour and a bit long walk, great music playing. Um, But you know what's weird? It's kind of this change in weather and like walking down streets that obviously I'm the same streets that I walked down last year. It's so weird how everything's changed. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. It just makes me, it's becoming very nostalgic now, kind of going on walks, especially at this time of year, because it's kind of like back to school. It's just making me reflect on the past year a lot. And I'm a bit like, damn. So much has changed. Do you know what I mean? Like now here I am and all of my friends have gone to uni. Like, what is this? All of my friends have gone to uni. It's just weird. No one's here anymore. It's like a ghost town. Um, And everyone's kind of growing and changing in their own ways. And it's very odd to be continuously, well, not continuously, but to be walking in the same place a year later with everything kind of different. And especially within myself, like I'm very different to who I was a year ago. So I'm just going to dive into the first thing I kind of want to talk about, which is everyone going to uni. It's weird. Firstly, for anyone who doesn't know, the reason I didn't go to uni is simply because I didn't find a course I liked. 
it was just, you know, when you see everyone finding courses and they're getting really excited and like, wow, I'm loving this course. And then they go and visit the uni and they're like, oh my goodness me. Like, you know, they get a feel for it and they're like, oh, I, they get a sense of belonging or whatever. I don't really know. I just never had that with any of the courses I found. Like I found a course that I thought could be relatively interesting. But then when I actually did the open days, they made me, like they put me off the course even more. Like every open day I went to put me off the course even more and more and more. And I was like, am I really gonna go to uni for this? Am I really gonna do that? Um, and a gap year was never really my vibe. Like I never really thought that would be something I would do just because I'm quite a studious person, I guess. So the idea of having a year that's unplanned, that freaked me out. But look, here I am. Look how that's, look what's happened now, guys. Here I am, but also kind of growth that I'm dealing with it, to be honest. Um, so anyway, all of my friends pretty much have gone to uni apart from one, but she still lives like a good hour away anyway. And actually to be fair, a lot of my friends have gone to London unis. So they're not that far away. It's just everyone's still like an hour and a bit away. Like it's not necessarily like, I mean, they are close compared to people in like Scotland or down south or whatever, but it's still not close where it's like I'm gonna visit them every single day. Do you know what I mean? But you know what I've realized I miss most about school like this time last year? It's just the daily interaction with anyone. Like even if it's teachers, like I don't care, like sitting all day by yourself is so bummy. Like it's so boring. Oh my God, it's so boring. Like obviously I'm calling people I'm on the phone and I'm meet. I mean, I've, I've met pretty much everyone now because everyone's now gone to uni. Oh, let's not talk about it. But I just miss the daily interactions. Like I'm such a social human being as well. When I don't have people to socialize with, I kind of crumble a little bit. And like, not in the sense where it's like I have a complete breakdown, but it's just, I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm never in the bestest of moods unless I've talked to someone in my day. Because talking to people just, I don't know, feels makes me feel a bit more human again. Whereas when I'm just kind of in my house silent all day listening to music, it just makes me feel like a bit of a bot. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, everyone going to uni is a weird one because I think everyone, like, everyone's kind of in the same boat. Like, gap year or not, we're all in the same boat because people going to uni feel like they're leaving their home lives behind. But then people not going to uni feels like they're the ones being left behind. So everyone's kind of feeling lonely and isolated no matter what their situation is. And I could be talking for some people, I mean, I don't know, maybe some people don't feel like that at all, but for the majority of people I've talked to, everyone's feeling lonely. But the difference is, you know what the difference is? It's all these, all my friends who've gone to uni and have been really scared and have been really, you know, worried that they're gonna be lonely and that they're leaving everyone behind. They have found friends instantly. They've made a whole new group of friends and people they actually really like. So realistically, who are the ones that's actually being left behind it is the gap year as I'm not gonna lie to you guys because I have no one to socialize with. Like who am I gonna socialize with? There is no one. I mean, that's also my fault because I'm currently at home not doing anything. Cause as I said before, all these plans are not happening. Um, We could have a breakdown about it. We have had a breakdown about it, but I'm just gonna give it time. And if time doesn't do me justice, we're gonna have to go for plan B. And I do have a plan B, so it's all right. But um, yeah, this is like my main worry about the gap year situation is it's like, 
everyone's going to uni and finding people their age or like a couple years old or whatever and they're all gonna find their social beings and also pretty much every adult if you ask them where are your main group of friends from they're gonna say uni not necessarily high school do you know what I mean but for me um who am I socializing with because all my friends have gone so where does that leave me exactly? Who do I, like, how do I just make friends? Because who am I interacting, who am I interacting with that it's like, I can meet new people? I can't because I have, no one's here. It's just weird seeing all my close friends making their new close friends. And I'm like, when am I going to get that little life opportunity? Like, obviously, it's like I chose the path not to go to uni. Like, I've chosen to do a gap year. I think it's just because I'm in a little bit of a a, a grey area, shall we say. That it feels like I've made the wrong decision. But I know deep down I haven't. Like, I, I very much have made the right decision. Because I was... Number one, I don't think I'd be in the right headspace to go to uni but also I don't think I would have had a good time like I think I would have dropped out because I would have just hated the course or actually I think I would have persevered with the course but just had a miserable time so anyway it's been weird saying goodbye to everyone it's been very weird but you know we've been utilizing the phone and I'm like, okay, realistically, if I miss someone, I can call them. They can call me. It's not the end of the world. No one's died. So it's fine. Um, and in terms of my gap year, shall I tell, shall I tell you all what I've been up to guys? Do you want to hear the magnificent things I've done? Um, my day literally consists of playing the piano for about two hours, playing the ukulele for about two hours, um, I mean, for example, today I beaded my bracelet, which is already broken. I've just realized that Billy one that I beaded is literally just broken. That's so sad. But anyway, um, sometimes it consists of scrapbooking, but I've also finished that. I need to order more photos, but funds are a little low because obviously I don't have a job at the moment. So, um, that's on hold. <sighs> what else do I even do? I read a book. I write poetry. You know how, you know, how, you know, it's got bad when a journal I've already completed, I'm rereading and then like writing, if the page doesn't feel like I'll write on the same page in a different color pen to show like that this is future me, if you will, talking. And I'll just compare and contrast how my mindset has changed. Um, we've just got so bored that we are literally redoing a journal we've already completed. Isn't that sad? to be honest. Um, actually, you know what's even worse is that I do all the household chores because I'm that bored. The cooking, the cleaning, the tidying, like I'll do any of it, any of it because I'm that bored. I go on a walk a day. I've been listening to the radio a lot. been listening to some new music. I mean, it sounds like I'm doing a lot of stuff, but I'm telling you when you have like 17 waking hours a day, all those activities don't take 17 hours they can be done in about five and I don't like watching tv shows and that's the problem although I am watching drive to survive at the moment which I'm loving why is there so much drama in formula one it's actually making me very very happy it's a bit like dance mums but the formula one version it's kind of amazing um I'm understanding the hype now so sadly that has literally been 
my life for the past two weeks and it's probably going to be my life for the next two weeks, maybe three weeks, depending on what happens, what doesn't happen. I'm just not going to think about the future, I'm just going to focus on the now, you know what I mean? Um, Olivia Rodrigo's new album, Guts, came out. It's, mm, I was about to say it's fantastic, which it is fantastic. I will say I do prefer Sour, and I know I shouldn't compare the two because Sour was just right music at the right time. But I do kind of prefer Sour. I do love Guts, though. I'll give you my favourites from Guts. I love, excuse my language, everyone. I love All American Bitch. Uh, that's a top fave. My favourite is Teenage Dream. That one, mmm. Delicious. The way it builds at the end, I couldn't ask more from an album. Especially because it's a song that the album ends on. We're having a good time. So Teenage Dream's my favourite. Then I'd probably say All American Bitch. Then maybe Love is Embarrassing. Those are my top three. Oh, I forgot about Vampire. Vampire is definitely one of my faves. But that was like a single, so I don't really count that one because it was released before the album. Anyway, those are my opinions on that. Um... But not to get morbid, but to really tell you what's been on my mind recently. It sounds really bad, guys, but I promise I'm actually fine. Like, mentally, I'll get onto where I am in recovery in a minute. But, like, genuinely mental health-wise, I am very good, I think. I, I think. Like, so it's difficult to know because when I have depressive episodes, I never know I'm in them till I'm out of them. I don't think I'm in a depressive episode. Um... But death has been on my mind. Now let's not get morbid about this. Let's not be silly about this. I was going to do a whole episode on an exploration of death. But I think that could be really sad. Um, so I'm not quite sure I'm willing to do that. But I'll tell you why I've been thinking about death. It's because about a month ago. Yeah, about a month ago. No. I'd say about two months ago. My life was going extremely well. Even six weeks ago. My life was going extremely well, to a point where I was like, I cannot believe my luck. I cannot believe that this is happening. Like, I was like, maybe this is just good karma after the bad year I've had. Now I'm starting, you know, in hindsight, I'm a bit like, okay, well, maybe this is my bad karma. I don't know. But life was going really, really well. And I was just on cloud nine. Don't get me wrong, we had depressing days, we had depressive episodes, but generally life was going really, really well. And then it got me thinking, and it daunts on me sometimes, that there is stuff in the world so much bigger than the individual, so much bigger than myself. Like, the whole time death is looming over us, and this is gonna get morbid, but I'm just sharing, like, what's been on my mind. I, let's just call it perspective instead of potential de like depressing thoughts but it's not really depressing it's just reality it's just a bit of a harsh reality check but it's just been really on my mind recently I think it's because life's been going so well I had a thought on the bus coming back from I don't even know where I was coming back from but I just remember having this thought on the bus and I was like what if all this goes <laughs> guys I think I manifested it because look in the position I'm in now literally got nothing but Anyway, I was just like, what if all this goes? And then I was like, shit, all this is gonna go. Because I am going to die. Obviously, hopefully, not, in, not for like a very long time. Not until I'm like in my 90s, you know. 
but it just really put stuff in perspective because sitting on the bus and I was like, oh my God, everything I gain in this life, I'm gonna lose. Because whether like the things expire before I do or the things expire when I do, it's all gonna be lost. And that was just the most heartbreaking thought I've had in a really long time. <laughs> and I'm starting to realise maybe this is a little bit sad for the podcast, especially when people have just gone to uni and could potentially not be in the best mind frames if they're missing home. Um, but I don't mean it to be depressing. If we can spin this round, let's, let's do that. So yes, it's a little bit sad that there's this like cloud of death, lol, always looming over us. And it's kind of like every good thing that happens in your life will eventually leave. But I mean, if we put it in the other hand, it also means every bad thing we have in life is going to leave. Because it's just going to leave when we leave or it's going to leave before we leave. You know what I mean? But then it kind of made me appreciate life more because I was like, wow. In the grand scheme of things, life is so short and that's so cliche. We know life is short. It's like one of the most basic sayings anyone says or anyone has tattooed on them. But life is short in the grand scheme of things. And if my life can be, if I can make my life as good as I can in the short life I have, that is all I aim to do. You know what I mean? Like, for example, when I'm having a thought about anorexia or whatever, or like a depressive thought, I'm just like, realistically, Helena, fact check yourself. You are going to die. So why are we wasting your time? Why are we wasting your time on this? Please move on. And obviously it's not that hard. Like sometimes that doesn't really work. And I just get more sad because I'm like, shit, I'm going to die. But it does kind of snap me into reality a little bit because I'm like, that's so true. Why am I sitting here wasting more time thinking about oh how I look or whatever when in the grand scheme of things I'm gonna die in 80 years so why am I literally wasting my time now as a young youthful person worrying about that stuff do you know what I mean like it's just so irrelevant so not needed like cut that out of my life please and thank you Helena please thanks loving you so when I was having this thought about my life I had all these really exciting things ahead of me and I was getting kind of sad because I was like, oh my God, they're all going to go. I kind of then got really, not excited, but I don't know what the word is, but I kind of came to peace with the fact that death is looming over us because I was like, wow, how lucky am I that I get to have all this exciting stuff ahead of me in such a small life I have, in such a small time frame I'm alive. You're telling me in this small... 90, I'm just going to say I'm going to live till 90, who knows. But in the small 90 years I have to live, my life gets to be this exciting. I get to be this happy about being alive. That's insane. That is so fortunate. So in that sense, it was kind of a really happy thought. It's just, more often than not, it catches me out. And I've been terrified of death ever since I was little. Like, I remember me and my sister sometimes before we'd go to bed, because obviously we shared a room, we were in bunk beds, we'd talk to each other about it in this like cute eight-year-old way, where it's like, what do you think is going to happen when we die? And we both think about it, and we'd be like, yeah, maybe, maybe when we die, you kind of, I don't know, you become a bird, or 
you can still think. And then we were like, oh my God, when you die, you can't even think anymore. It's like so incomprehensible. And I remember little eight-year-old me getting so desperately sad. As did my sister, actually. It became a topic where we were like, okay, we're not talking about this anymore because we got so sad about it. Um, And I don't think that fear's ever really left me. I don't think it has. And now, when I watch TV shows and I see someone die in a TV show, I get really sad because I'm like, wow, they must be terrified. (laughs) It's literally fiction, but... I don't know, death really gets to me. And I think it's because life is going well now that it feels like I have so much more to lose. Whereas when life was kind of awful, (laughs) like this time last year, maybe 13 months ago, death felt more favorable, not to get too morbid about it, but it felt more favorable because I had nothing to lose. In my eyes, I had nothing to lose because I made my life shit. My brain was not it. Like I couldn't stand myself that it made death seem really comforting because I was like, I have literally nothing to lose apart from one thing, but we're not going to get into that. That um, death just seems like the more peaceful option than being alive right now. Because being alive, I have to be alive with all of this pain of just being here, you know? But now that I'm here and I'm actually like somewhat happy, even though this is a depressing conversation and we're going to get out of it soon, don't worry, guys. Um... But now that I'm here and I'm happy and I have so many friends and love around me, it's just, it's making it so much harder to come to terms with the fact that we are all mortal, you know? And you know, it was an even more painful realization last night when I was having this little breakdown. Um, is that I've realized I have no one to talk to about this anymore. Because the people who I would go on these long tangents to, who would happily listen to my long tangents about death, they're not necessarily like available because they're kind of all gone now. Like they're either gone to uni or whatever. So I was sitting in my room and I was like, wow, it's really just me now. I looked in the mirror and I was like, it's really you and me. And I was like, this sounds cuckoo-lucu and a bit cray-cray, but I was like talking out loud to myself. And then it really daunted on me that there was no one I was talking to. Like I was literally like... I was the speaker and the listener and that was just a weird concept because this was this would always be a conversation that I'd me and a friend would spiral out to you know what I mean but no one's in close availability anymore that I've got to spiral out to myself and then I started to break down even more because I was like it just felt lonely I was like oh my god I'm talking out loud as if someone's listening, but no one's even here. It's literally just me. I was like, it's literally just me. But then, guys, to make this, like, positive, then the tears slowly subsided because I was like, huh, it's really just me. And then I kind of kept saying that out loud. I was like, it's just me. I'm j- it's just me. Like, I'm the only one here. Okay, this actually does sound like a bit of a cuckoo luku episode. I swear I'm not psychotic. I promise you I'm not. Um... Some people could argue otherwise, but I promise you I'm not. But I was just saying over and over, it's just me here, it's just me here. And then I was, it kind of became a comfort. And I was like, damn. I ha- n- Technically, yes, it could be lonely that I have no one else relating to me right now or relating with me right now. That death is absolutely horrendously terrifying. But I've got myself. 
I've got myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to explain, but like that, the consciousness in your head, the little voice in your head, you've got that person. You've got yourself. Like, we're both scared together, me and my little conscious brain. And it's like, we're going to boost each other right till the end. And we're like, gonna have this conversation in our brain a billion times but it's okay because whatever happens we've still got each other you know I don't even know if this makes sense I think I've been on my own a little bit too long (laughs) a bit too much lately but if anyone's scared of death or if no one was thinking about it but they are now number one you're not alone because I'm literally right here terrified with you but also number two there's no reason to be terrified because I mean, we've known since we were literally like two years old that we're, okay, that's, I don't know. But ever since we had a brain fully formed, we've known that we're gonna die. So it shouldn't, it's not that scary. Like it only is if you really deep it. Um, but let it be a comfort to yourself that you have yourself. Like no matter what happens, you have the little voice in your head. So it doesn't really matter if, people go before you or if you go before people the point is you're going with yourself but this has become really sad now so we're going to move the conversation on to happier things um such as where I am in recovery yay guys I'm actually doing really well (laughs) not to float my own boat um but I'm doing well I'm now getting mm, blind weighed which basically means when I have to get weighed by the GP, I don't see what I weigh. And oh my God, is that so liberating. So liberating. I didn't realize how much seeing my weight bothered me till I just didn't know anymore. But I mean, all the times I got weighed before, I wasn't ready to let go of not knowing, but I just reached a wall in July maybe where I just really didn't care anymore. As in, I really did not care what I weighed couldn't care less I was like if it goes up whatever if it goes down whatever if it stays the same what like I don't care literally don't care so then I was like then why am I still seeing it like it's so relevant for me to see what I weigh and also it's abnormal I was like if my whole if the whole focus of recovery is to get back to normal why am I being told what I weigh every two weeks that is just so abnormal Like, most people, if you ask them what they weigh, hopefully, hopefully most people would say they have no idea. Um, So that's just been utterly utterly liberating, I'm not going to lie. It's so nice to to not know. And the other thing recently that's been really liberating is, like, actively challenging the anorexic thoughts. Like, this was always something I would never, ever do and never, ever admit to because I wanted to pretend I was recovered and not, but not like, I'm not about to throw myself under the bus, not pretended in a bad way. I just wanted to believe I was more recovered than I was because I didn't want to admit that anorexia still had a bit of power. But actively challenging the thoughts is so fun. It's so fun. It's literally like pissing off someone you hate. So for example, the other day I had a thought parents don't freak out but I had a thought where obviously my brain's just like "Mm, uh, I'm not really hungry or whatever so I pour some cereal and I know it's not enough cereal so then I actively go and add more 
like without even thinking, I just dive my hand into the cereal box and just put more and more handfuls in. And I'm like, a big F you to my brain. I'm like, who cares? I'm, who cares if you're like freaking out about food? Just eat what you know you need. And that was so liberating. And then I ate my cereal. And then afterwards, like, I literally didn't even think twice about it. Didn't have any guilt. Didn't think twice. I, I actually, actually, afterwards, I felt really happy because I was like, oh my God, I just did that. That was kind of cool. Like, go me. Go me. Like, I really just went against my little incy-wincy wired tapped brain. And it was so fun. And it, like, happened the other day when I had a breakfast, which I know probably wasn't, like, the most calorific or whatever or like nutritional whatever you want to call it so then I went and had like a kind of second breakfast on top of it and I was like damn this is so growth and it's just so fun challenging thoughts or for example when my brain's like oh you should really do some exercise you should really go on a, a walk or like you should really do some star jumps or something I just sit down and I'm like no thank you I don't want to do star jumps why do I want to do star jumps that's so gross just no like nothing about that is appealing to me um like I only go on long walks if I'm really feeling the vibes you know and if I'm not feeling the vibes I'll just sit on a bench in the park for a long time and then just walk back and be like okay well we weren't feeling the vibes that's fine like I'm not gonna force myself to walk till exhaustion that's so dumb um so it's just been nice in that sense to just kind of really annoy my brain. And I was, when I was doing this journal that I mentioned earlier, um, and I was rewriting it and stuff, one of the tasks in the journal, it's like an eating sort of um, recovery journal. One of the tasks was to write a letter or whatever it was to your little anorexic brain. And I kind of was just like, you know what? Like, I know it's never gonna, like, the thoughts are probably not gonna leave, or they, if they do leave, it won't be for a while, because it just, it's a long recovery time for anorexia, but I was like, fine, if you're gonna stay, stay, but I'm gonna make you have a miserable time staying, I'm going to torture you if you stay, <laughs> so that is what we're currently doing, we're torturing that little bit of our brain that's, like, freaking out, because some days I like my body, and some days I don't, and on the days I don't, obviously it's like, oh my god, I'm freaking out, you need to help me, and I'm like, no, drown, like, I don't care about you, so that's been really liberating, not that anyone really cares, no one probably cares, but that's kind of where I've been recovery-wise, which has been a fun new little thing, but other than that, nothing's really happened, like, that, when I, this is literally my life, guys, I literally sit at home all day, but for the last few weeks, I mean, for the last few weeks, I've been meeting people pretty much, if I can, every single day before everyone leaves for uni. But now everyone has officially has gone to uni. So, plans for next week, plans for the next two weeks till I talk to you next. Um, although it will actually be past me talking to you because it's a pre-recorded episode. But anyway, task for the next two weeks is to start exploring London a little bit more. Because considering I live in London, I never go to Central. Never, never, never. Like, I'm literally a tourist in my own country and I think it's time to break that barrier. So I'm just going to go to London. And I can't really afford to do anything there. But if there are free art museums or even just going on a walk, that's where I'm going to be. And I'm kind of excited for it. 
because at least then I'll be leaving my house rather than playing the piano for five hours a day. Or playing the ukulele. Although, guys, I will say I learned Exile by Bonnie Vera and Taylor Swift on the piano. Never felt so accomplished in my life. I learned Haley's Comet by Billy on the piano. I don't think I've ever, I'm going to be the same since. Like, that is my new party trick. You want me to play the piano? Okay. I've got a repertoire of two songs. <sighs> but proud nonetheless. So anyway, those are my plans for the next two weeks. And hopefully in a month's time, I'll have update part two. Hopefully after an exploration of friendship comes out, I'll be able to do what's actually happening in my gap year rather than what's currently (laughs) happening in my gap year but until that time I will be walking around central anyway I hope everyone's doing well I hope if you've all gone to uni you're doing okay you've met your people and also can I say don't put pressure on yourself to feel like you must have made your best best friends like it's probably when this comes out I don't know how long it'll be but it'll probably be like a month maybe or like the first couple weeks into uni there is no way or there's a very slight chance that you'll find your lifelong friends in a week please so do not put that pressure on yourself to be like oh my god I haven't found like someone I really vibe with yet so fine you have three years for that three whole entire years you're so fine guys and if you've moved out and you're missing home they're only a call away give them a cheeky call, hopefully they'll pick up. And if you're missing friends, give them a call, send them a message, say, hey, I miss you, how are you doing? Go and visit them if you can. Um, It is, I think uni is a very daunting time, or even like if you're doing mad things in your gap year, like moving away and stuff and like traveling, it can be daunting. But guys, you've got this. And also what I'm saying to everyone is like, it is daunting, but you have to go through the daunting process in order to grow as a human. Like if you just stay in a place that's comfortable, you're never gonna grow because you're always gonna be confined to what you're comfortable with. There was like some quote that my therapist said a while back. I can't remember it word for word, but it's something like you can't grow in spaces you've outgrown. Do you know what I mean? And like we've outgrown the lives we had last year. We've outgrown that, we've done school. For some people you've done home life, like you've got to put yourself in this new position in order to just adult, in order to just get on with life, you know? And it's like, once you get through this period of your life, you're gonna be so much stronger as a human being because you'll you'll now know how to cope in a different city with different people, with people you don't even know away from your family all alone like you'll know how to do all that that's basically setting up for life and probably you won't encounter something as daunting as that ever again because you we're also at such a young age when we're doing it you know if uni was when we were 40 years old it would have hard it would be way less daunting than it is now because you would have had years of adulting experience already behind you So if any of you are feeling a little bit scared or overwhelmed or you're feeling lonely or whatever, number one, know that, guys, I'm always here. You're feeling lonely? Give me a text. I'll reply. What else am I doing apart from playing the ukulele for five hours a day? Um, But also know that that you've got yourself. 
you're not alone because you've got yourself. You've got your little conscious brain. It's not like you're hollow up there, you know? Um, but also know that it's all for the good and that it's temporary and that you'll find someone you like at uni and you'll it will become a place of comfort just like school was for us last year. I mean, I, it's a stretch to say school is comforting, but, you know, that lifestyle is comforting. It wasn't necessarily scary. Um, so know that uni will become your new normal. It'll become your new comfort. So yeah, that's what I want to say to people doing uni. To anyone else, if you're in school, in year 13, in year 12, whatever, good luck with A-levels, it gets a little rough, but it has its ups and downs. To anyone gap yearing, even though it feels like everyone's left us, we'll find our way. That's the whole point of a gap year. The literal point of a gap year is to find your way. So it's okay if you're feeling lost. I'm feeling lost. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but I know I'll find my way. That's just how life works. Anyway, I love you all. I hope you have a jolly, jolly time. Um, and I'll talk to you in October. Bye. Thank you.